Welcome to the Express Podcast, where we talk about art, design, and all forms of creative expression. In today's podcast episode, I'll be covering how to improve and have effective conversations. I'll also be going into how to build confidence and charisma, as well as different forms of communication, including debates, negotiations, interviews, and presentations. Before we get into this episode of the Express Podcast, I want to say that I'm hiring. I need an editor for the podcast. I'm going to university soon, and it takes a lot of time, so I will need someone to make the edits. So what does this require? You will need to edit the main video of the podcast. You will also need to make separate video clips from the main episode that I will give a title and thumbnail to and to release on the main channel. You also need to make all the short clips of the podcast for the individual videos. This may take a while. It typically takes me two days before a professional editor. It may be quicker. With that said, I don't need someone professional, just someone who is proven to know how to edit videos and I can assist in the process. I'm willing to offer $1,000 upfront a month, but we will discuss costs separately. I just need to have an interview and maybe see a few of your videos. And if you have any questions or you want to apply for an interview, go to my Instagram, Express Podcast, for more info. So just a quick caveat, this episode will be scripted. I'll be reading and delivering on lines. I'm either going to be doing this or just focusing on short form content because I need to focus on the performance instead of actually thinking and memorizing the information. Eventually I'll work up to delivering from both, but this is just what I have to do for now. So with that said, let's get started. Conversations are involved in interactions, any interactions between two people. They can get you anywhere. They can get you in the most important boardrooms with the most important people and get multi-million dollar offers. They can get you anywhere and have access to anything if you're good at conversation. It is what gives you control and guidance to lead your life and relationships. So it's important to understand how to have good conversations and be a good communicator. So first I want to get into what makes you a bad communicator or less compelling and charismatic in your delivery. So I analyzed some of my other podcast episodes and these are things that I came up across most. I would use filler words and say things like and, but, like, you know, because, as well as um, are, lip smacking and clicking, which is the most annoying part, and the excessive and inhaling and or breathing. Also, I would have too many pauses. Some people may see this as overly critical, but it is important to have a good and clear delivery. And these things can distract or prevent the message from being delivered well. So how could I prevent or be aware of this? I could notice that these things come up anyway and they are natural. And so it's okay to do sometimes, but realize that they are happening and stop them. I could also understand my topic so I don't have to stall or say um, ah, and but too often. I could also expand my diaphragm and do breathing exercises before the conversations to get better control and of my inhaling and breathing. I could also expand my vocabulary so I can explain myself well and be more articulate. But first, I want to get into some of the exercises you can use to warm up your voice, which is something not a lot of people do, but is important to do before long periods of talking to prevent strain and loss of voice. So the most important thing to do is breath work. The main exercises is to simply breathe deeply through your nose, then slowly exhale through your mouth. There are many variations of this, like the 426 method, which is the one I employ and use the most, where you are breathing in for four seconds, holding for two, and then exhaling for six. But all these exercises are mostly the same. Those are just the ones I use. You can also hum to warm up your voice, vocal cords, and practice range. Start a familiar range, then try different pitches. My least favorite one on this list is lip trills, which is like breathing in, pressing your lips together, and then breathing out in like a buzzing sound when exhaling. Vocal sirens is a good one where you are going up to your highest pitch, then back down to your lowest gradually, and also making like a siren sound. And then vocal slides is similar, but you're practicing resonance by staying on the same range or pitch for a while, for a bit longer than um, vocal sirens. When doing these exercises, you will notice that there is usually pronounced by using vowels like A-E-I-O-U, 
and this is because they have the most movement and variation of sound which helps you practice flexibility and control. To become effective a communicator you need to actively listen, be clear and concise in your message, use non-verbal cues to signal the conversation, practice empathy by understanding and asking clarifying questions, being mindful of the audience and tailoring your communication style to fit that along with practicing active feedback and seeking opportunities to practice, reflect, and learn. So actively listening involves being hyper-attentive to what the other person is saying, maintain eye contact and show genuine interest, avoid thinking up a response while talking to them, make sure your full attention is devoted towards them, you can still think up a brief response, but make sure you are secure in the situation. Being concise and clear means using relatable language, organizing your thoughts and responses to be more direct and articulate. Use nonverbal cues such as open body language and hand gestures, as well as facial expressions and tone of voice. Practice empathy by attempting to understand someone's perspectives, feelings and emotions, show respect to them and validate their emotions, being mindful of differences in communication style. Asking clarifying questions means you understand what the other person is saying and it shows them that you're listening and trying to make sure you understand. Adapt your communication style to fit your audience. This may be more natural to an outspoken or extroverted person, but there are ways for everyone to practice it. First of all, you need to understand the person you are talking to, including their values, interests, also their knowledge, background, and opinions. Make sure your message is relatable by using similar language, match your tone and voice and dialogue towards the conversation. Using storytelling techniques means you can engage an audience, use personal examples to help them relate to the situation and remember the encounter better. Using open feedback is also important so you can see what level they're at socially. It's also an indicator of how good you are as a communicator and it also lets you know what you need to improve on. Seeking opportunities to practice is also important. This could mean attending public speaking events, joining debates or taking communication classes or even by attending therapy or seeing a psychologist. Okay, we briefly touched on this before, but you can also get a vocal coach and see a media trainer. You can get a singing coach. They will teach you breathing exercises and how to raise and lower your voice and expand your vocal range. You can also practice by just having conversations with family, friends, close relationships, also talk to new people to build confidence. You can also pick up podcasting to learn how to talk and communicate better, as well as picking up public speaking to learn how to project and control the levels of your voice and learn how to engage the audience and focus on the individual. When understanding how to become a better communicator, it's important to understand the various communication styles, which are informal, formal, passive, assertive, aggressive, persuasive, collaborative, and reflective. So formal conversations are structured conversations that take place in professional settings, most likely in meetings or presentations. They will most likely use a more respectful reserve tone and use proper language with well-structured sentences and generally more complicated words. Informal conversations are more casual and usually are in front of friends or family and use sometimes proper improper language, slang, and humor. Passive conversations are ones that avoid conflict by being compliant or hyper-agreeable. They will probably put other people's interests first and not assert their opinions or hesitate to communicate their wants and needs because it could cause an argument or they could see it as protecting themselves. This could be the ones that avoid or accommodate this behavior because they are generally more submissive. Assertive conversations are when you are trying to make a statement clearly outlining your opinion or stand up for yourself and set boundaries. It is usually because of respect for others or just to get the right balance in the conversation. Aggressive conversations are purely emotionally driven and are one-sided, dominant, and involve forcing an opinion on someone. This tends to come in between someone else's emotions, judgment, and causing arguments and conflict. Persuasive conversations are trying to influence perspectives, beliefs, and behaviors and get them to believe or act in a certain way. They use tactics such as appealing to their emotions, affirming them, but convincing them to see another side by using logical reasoning and evidence to counterpose. 
Collaborative conversations are once taken in a group to reach an ideal outcome that benefits all sides. They organize and make these meetings to solve problems and make decisions. This conversational style encourages people to speak their mind, offer their perspectives, and contribute their ideas. Reflecting conversations is the practice of being self-aware in what happens in an encounter. It involves reflecting on the decisions you made when sharing this with others. You have to be vulnerable and honest as well as expose personal insights and responses. This is something that typically is used in therapy when seeing a psychologist, but it also takes place in a philosophical conversation. So when understanding communication, it's important to know the types of communication or the context and purpose of having a conversation in certain areas. The types of communication involve public speaking, debating, mediating, interviewing, negotiation, and presentation. So public speaking is a form of communication where you are giving a speech or presenting or interacting with a crowd of people. It is much more situationally dynamic. You can practice it by going to Toastmasters where you give, where you are given feedback on how you went and how you can improve in your presentation in the future. It is important to start with a smaller crowd and work your way up to gradually build confidence. Debating is another form of structured conversation that involves typically two people arguing a different side. It involves presenting arguments, proposing and defending your position, as well as counter opposing views. You can engage in public speaking or join certain clubs to practice arguing your point effectively and persuade the other side to see it your way. Mediating involves facilitating a debate or discussion where you are generally two opposing sides. You can practice in role play scenarios or workshops as well as at actual debates. You can get good at this by seeing and listening to both sides and not being biased while facilitating. Interviewing skills involve asking insightful questions, asking counter or follow up questions, which involves actively listening and responding. Practice by doing mock interviews or by attending workshops. You can also just challenge people in regular conversations, develop questions that, are, that have intention and are going somewhere and learn to adapt your style to fit different interviews. Negotiation involves persuasive tactics initiated to help reach an agreement or compromise. You can practice this in roleplay scenarios such as practicing in negotiation settings or conduct fake interviews with someone else. Focus on actively listening and seeing it from their perspective. Use effective counter positions and learn to aim and direct the conversation to a, towards a resolve. Presentation skills are involved in formal settings where you are delivering information or ideas about a certain area of discussion. Practice by creating practice assignments, researching and presenting on those topics. Focus on being more organized and delivering information in a succinct way. This can involve using supportive images, text to also focus on how you're going to engage the audience by using either story, humor initiatives for the audience to interact with. Something that is important to understand is the art of persuasion to know who could be trying to persuade you and how they're doing it, as well as how you can use it in a positive way. So these are three strategies to persuade someone. And if you use all of them, you can become a very influential communicator. Pathos, which is basically sympathizing with someone's emotions and situation, then asserting a solution. Ethos, which is showing the credibility and provenness of someone or something to produce satisfying results. It is used to incentivize trust and reliability. Logos is using the logic and reasoning behind something to show its real world application and how it is proven to be effective through using facts and statistics. So another type of communication that is very important in learning how to have better, more engaging conversations is storytelling. Storytelling is at the center of every good conversation. It is broken down into introduction, conflict, and resolution. You must be good at introducing the characters and building up an emotional connection or relation to the character, as well as building up to the setting. You must also talk with conviction and interest, pause dramatically before each stage for anticipation and getting the audience to be more invested and intrigued in the story. So another thing to understand is anecdotes, which are short personal stories meant to show a different perspective on something. They can make it more relatable, understandable, and memorable. 
It's important to choose relevant stories that don't detract from your message and that relate to the point you are trying to make. Otherwise, you will have to explain what you mean. This can show less understanding and competence. They should fit the theme of what you're saying and illustrate the point or highlight an experience to strengthen your message. Providing context is important and by giving the audience insight into the background, characters and situations, they can feel more in tune and be able to engage their imagination. Also, the setup is important to give context and the conclusion needs to be, and the conclusion needs to tie back into what you're trying to say. Use vivid and descriptive language to reveal a visual interpretation of the setting, actions of the character and emotions surrounding the situation they're involved with. Give the story emotion or even make jokes and assert humor. This keeps their attention and engagement, but make sure it is relevant to the story. Timing and delivery is something to consider. And by introducing the story naturally in the moment and on the spot could help to represent a point you are trying to make or to recapture and retarget audience attention. It's important to relate the anecdotes back to the actual message after you have finished telling it. This redirects your audience attention and makes your message more clear. You must also explain why the story matters and why it's significant and the relevance of your message. Also less practically, but also important is to be more engaging and enthusiastic or seemingly interested in what you're talking about. A lot of the things I discuss in this podcast are things that I love to talk about, but the excitement doesn't necessarily get across to the viewer because of poor delivery or lack of connection to the emotion attached to what I'm saying, which is weird for me because I never thought this would be the problem because I think I'm usually pretty engaging when speaking to other people, but maybe less so to myself, which is the format of a solo conversation on a podcast. I also think that when you have someone to talk to, there is more of a connection and therefore more energy. So how can I be more engaging and enthusiastic with what I'm saying, appear more excited without sounding unnatural or fake. The obvious one would be to talk about things I'm passionate about, but seeing as that I'm already doing that, that is not the problem. So maybe it's my tone or inflections of voice, which simply means to strategically make your tone higher or lower in certain parts. And while I do actually think this is the most likely answer, I think a lot of people have this expectation because of YouTube and short clips to sound constantly excited or to raise your voice to attract attention and engagement. And while I think this is so effective, I also think that you need to play to your strengths. I think that if your voice is naturally deeper and more monotone like mine, I think I need to pace myself, leave gaps and speak clearly, but I should also learn the strategies as well so I can use and implement them into my conversations. Another thing that plays into this is hand gestures. They are also really important to having conversations because verbal conversation and using words is only one aspect of communication. Hand gestures signal understanding to yourself and there is feedback to your brain, but it also helps to present your ideas to others. You should only use hand gestures for emphasizing important points, but you shouldn't overuse them because it will become convoluted and appear unnatural, and also it will detract from your message. I think you can indicate the size or scale of something as well as the motion of something. You can also hint at the shape or form, but it's also a lot harder. You should always use them with intention, and also match the tone of the conversation by the level of its use. Okay, so body language is also important because it enables the other person to understand you better and the content and positioning of the conversation. If you are stiff and still, you will look untrustworthy. They're also less likely to accept what you're trying to say. Moving around also distracts the person for what you're trying to say and gauges their attention more effectively. To have good body language, you need to face the person you are talking to with straight posture. Don't slouch over, keep your shoulders relaxed and not too square. Maintain eye contact with the person you are talking to and keep your body open and your feet apart. Arms should be open and not in your pockets or placed somewhere else. Then use accompanying hand gestures when communicating with them directly. So posture is something to be aware of. You need to sit up or stand up, keep your body open. Don't cross your arms and face the other person you are speaking with. Keep eye contact and smile. 
This means you are approachable and that you can have a conversation with them. Use facial expressions. They can greatly impact the delivery of your message because they can be used to show any emotion. So knowing how to match them with the tone of the message is important. So smile and indicate that you are paying attention when listening through using attentive expressions. Avoid ones that make you seem disinterested or unengaged. Use facial cues and gestures to show someone that you are ready to talk to or to listen. Slight nods and attentive expressions can show that you are actively listening and facial expressions, hand gestures, and leaning forward can indicate that you're ready to speak. Nodding and head tilting plays into this because it can show agreement, attentiveness, and engagement. It shows that you are actively listening and attentive. Be mindful of the frequency and intensity of this because it can appear unnatural. Be aware of personal space because some people are super sensitive to this, and so am I, and trust me, it can throw off the entire mood of a conversation and appear unsettling. Keep a distance between the person you are talking to and yourself and respect their personal boundaries. Pay attention to other people's posture and stance. This can indicate if they want to talk to you or not. You can notice if they want to leave and therefore you either need to change something, address it or disengage. It is also important to pay attention to your own posture because it may not match what you're trying to communicate. If you are receptive, you will appear relaxed and have your shoulders back, but still stand tall or sit upright to indicate assertiveness. If someone wants to leave, you can see unease in their facial expressions or mannerisms. Usually they have their arms crossed or fidgeting and have their legs in a position ready to leave. You must be mindful of your tone, your body language, facial expressions and gestures can all show this. There must be a connection between your tone of voice and your nonverbal cues. To control your voice, use a tone that aligns with the content and emotions of the message. Vary your tone to express enthusiasm, conviction, empathy and any other desired goal, but use a related body language signals to send a subsequent message to the person you are trying to communicate with. Also, eye contact is super important because it boosts trustability and respect. It also means you get things across more because you present better. It helps in seduction and negotiation because it's more personal, innately humane, as well as intimate. It also seems honest because you are not hiding or straying away. You are fully there and attentive, but there is also a balance in that you shouldn't stare too much or it will make them feel uncomfortable and it will appear unnatural. So let's talk about tonal variation and inflections of voice that make you speak more effectively. I think you either need to raise your voice at the start and gradually get lower, or you need to start lower and constantly build higher to the resolution. I also think then there is three main elements to voice and style of delivery. There is the low tone, mid tone, and high tone. And I also think you need to go through all of these in a sentences to keep people engaged and interested in the message. I also noticed how my voice is very monotone and there is not much difference in tonal variation of pitch. So this is natural, there is nothing wrong with this, but tone of voice is very important in communication and it can also potentially be less engaging to the viewer and therefore gets less retention out of your videos. Ways of practicing this could be to expand your vocal depth and range. To get better at modulating your voice, like I said, you need to start by noticing your natural tone of voice. Is it monotone? Is it higher? Is it lower? Does it fluctuate or stay steady? Notice how you sound in regular conversation versus in different emotional states and situations. See how it changes accordingly. Attempt to change your voice by using a variance of pitch, pace, and volume. You can also vary between these states to fluctuate and make you sound more unique and engaging. You can also lower your tone for a more authoritative approach, or you can increase it for enthusiasm. Emphasize important points by raising your tone of voice. This can highlight certain words and make them stand out. Utilizing pauses can bring impact and gravity to what you're saying. Before delivering important information, you can purposely pause in anticipation for what you're about to raise. Also, you can pause or lower your volume after delivery if you're making an important statement to let it sink in so they can experience the full weight of what you are saying. Follow the effective communicators to find out their style of delivery. Try to notice why they are so good at speaking, 
What do they do so effectively? How do they structure sentences and articulate their words to have the most impact with their message? So you can use all of this and implement it into your own practice. Make your conversations context dependent by adjusting your tone of voice to fit the situation. For instance, in a formal conversation, you might need to be more measured, restricted, and controlled, while casual conversation gives you the freedom to express and deliver however you want. Reflect your emotions in the things you are saying. An example would be if you're supposed to be more empathetic, you will need to have a softer tone and be more compassionate in your response, while enthusiasm might mean you need to have more energy and a higher tone. An option to learn how to modulate your voice would be to record yourself speaking in different situations about different things, then listen and analyze your changes of tone, take notes on areas you can improve on, see all the parts that were effective and expand on them. Increase or lower your tone is important when considering different types of engagement and when emphasizing certain words or phrases. So it's good to know how to accentuate certain words, which can, which you can do by increasing your tone of voice slightly. This gives importance to certain words you are saying and brings depth to your overall message. It also helps to bring intensity by rising inflections. This means to gradually increase the pitch and tone of your voice to build up anticipation to eventual resolution. This also helps with engagement and brings emphasis to certain points of what you're saying. Lowering your tone can actually be good if you want to have a more authoritative tone. This can also help to bring a sense of seriousness and importance to statements or demands that you are making because you have more of a direct presence. Matching tones with emotions associated with experience is one of the most important things to do. You can access this by knowing your tone of voice changes when experiencing different emotions. When experiencing excitement, your pitch is generally more elevated, whereas if you're sad, you generally have a more lower tone and more sympathetic tone, which can actually bring attention through sympathy. Variance or pace of rhythm can be extremely important in making what you're saying stand out and be more interesting to listen to. Speeding up the pace of the words you are saying brings urgency and means that they have to pay close attention not to miss anything. Conversely, slowing down your conversation brings a sense of depth or thoughtfulness to the conversation and it makes the individual words seem more important and impactful. By switching and contrasting between high and low tones, you create diversity and bring interest to the words you are trying to say. You make the words flow more, making them more dynamic and therefore intriguing and engaging to listen to. Practice vocal range exercises increases the ability to control and modulate your tone of voice and learn to experience and tap into different ranges with the volume of your voice to be more compelling. Learning how to control your volume is a valuable skill in all types of communication, especially when you are trying to communicate a certain way to get your point across. Increasing your volume for emphasis can be an important part of gauging people's attention. When speaking louder, you need to be more. You need to make sure your voice is clear and easy to understand. Also be conscious of your delivery and how it's making people react and if it's holding people's attentions because if it's too loud, it could detract from the main message you're trying to make. Lowering your tone of volume can cause people to pay closer attention to what you're saying which can also bring intrigue to your message you are trying to deliver. But this would not work in a board meeting situation where it'll make you seem less confident in your idea and therefore less persuasive. So it's all context dependent. Practical vocal projection can be employed if you use the right breath work that enables you to project your voice and bring resonance to a room. To do this, you need to practice expanding your diaphragm by taking full breaths and projecting with confidence, focusing on someone in the back of the room for distance. Utilize vocal warm-up exercises that help you to practice breath work and expanding your diaphragm, as well as practice something that will improve your vocal range and control. Experiment with vocal dynamics by varying the levels of your voice. Use soft tones for intrigue, mystery, and intimacy. Raise your voice to become more engaging or highlight certain parts or points you're trying to make. Practice in different settings, such as in small rooms, large rooms, or environments to learn how to adapt your voice for certain situations and use the appropriate volume. Being articulate is one of the most important skills to have and one of the keys to effective communication. 
Expanding your vocabulary gives you a diverse range of words you can use to be more articulate. You can expand your vocabulary by reading books, articles, and intellectual publications. Practice actively listening makes you be more responsive in conversation and lets you be more intentional about things you are trying to say because you understand the other person's perspective. Pay attention to the words they are using and the way they are being used to express their idea and learn from this. If you understand what they are saying in the full context, you will have more of a clear and articulate response and understanding as well. Slowing down your speech gives you time to gather your thoughts and understand the trail you're going down. Speaking in a steady and controlled tone lets you choose words carefully and be more articulate. If you speak too quickly, you might mix up your words or speak faster than the feedback between your brain and mumble or stutter. Organizing your thoughts before involving yourself in a conversation. Make sure that you know all the points you want to raise or the questions you want to iterate. Having a structure gives you clarity and lets you speak more logically and coherently. Be mindful of grammar and how you structure your sentences. This helps you to be more actively in control of what you want to say and get your message across in the best way. Don't carry on the sentence by adding words or by using complex words or dialogue. Don't use filler words or excessive pauses. Pay attention to your speech patterns and notice when you're using filler words like um, are, but, and like. Don't hesitate to speak, but also don't stutter. Speak clearly and say the words you want to say. Use concise words and practice using the right language and stay on point. Use specific words that effectively express your ideas, keeping in mind your message you want to convey and what words you need to deliver that. Be precise and not convoluted. Reading aloud makes you use your own voice, how you utter and pronounce different words. It also helps you to practice your overall delivery and storytelling. Practice by reading books, articles, essays, and speeches aloud, but see it as a performance and practice your delivery and cadence of phases. Obviously, the key to having more conviction and validity of what you're saying is to know the material by researching to understand the full subject. The more you know, the more confident and convicted you will appear. Prepare your notes and organize your presentation and main ideas. Clearly outline your points and have supportive evidence. This will help you to have a better presentation. Use facts and evidence to back up your statements. Makes you more official and professional. Using relevant statistics, data, research findings and examples gives you claim, give your claims weight and helps to strengthen your side. To appear confident in your delivery can be achieved by using the right body language hand gestures and facial expressions. These are all nonverbal cues, but they can all help and assist in your delivery of your message. Speak with clarity and assertiveness by being articulate and avoid hesitations, stuttering, filler words, and using complex dialogue. Be passionate and enthusiastic about the material. Show genuine interest in the topic. Let this be apparent through your words and nonverbal cues. This has the ability to captivate and engage the audience, leaving a memorable impression. Anticipate counter arguments and address them individually Breaking them down, responding to this proves your depth of understanding for the subject. Incorporating personal anecdotes to make certain points gives you gives the audience perspective and helps them to relate and shows your understanding and experience with the topic. See constructive criticism on your message. How is it received? Then implement this into your next talk to have more effect. Practice empathy and actively listening. This shows that you're open-minded and genuinely interested in the other person's perspective and that you're proactive if you're affirming their validating if you're affirming and validating their points. Practice empathy and active listening. This shows that you're open-minded and genuinely interested in their perspective and that you are proactive if you help them by validating their viewpoints. This increases trust and respectability. Having a vast vocabulary is very important because it means you can have an intellectual debate with someone and know what words they could be potentially using against you. You also need to have one so you can sound more educated, which also means that you're willing to invest in yourself, your learning, self-development, which is extremely important. This can be applicable to people trying to hire you, which is also why it's important to learn words associated with the career you want to get into. You can improve your vocabulary by obviously 
reading the dictionary or you can sign up for newsletters and emails that give you a tailored message containing a new word each day or you can just read PDFs and content heavy articles to understand the context to which you are using words. Learning how to tailor your vocabulary to your audience is a skill but to do this you have to understand that there are different types of communication and different types of audiences on the internet for you to tailor and direct your conversation towards them for it to be more suitable but there are also different types of people in life where you need a different approach to address them because we all have different personality types and ways of socializing. There are four different types of communicators, the supporter, socializer, analytic, and director. They're broken down into two types of people, ones that are task-orientated or people-orientated. Supporters are people-orientated and passive, focusing on the feelings of others, and they take a direct approach. Socializers are also people-orientated and tend to be more extroverted. They also like engaging in social situations and interacting with others. They are also direct and outgoing. Analytics are people that tend to focus more on the practicality and solutions and making decisions based on logic rather than emotions. Directors like to guide the conversation and are results driven. They are direct and upfront in their decisions. To keep your viewers engaged in a communication style video, start with a compelling introduction. This has the ability to capture audience attention straight away and with enough intrigue can hold it throughout the entire video. You can also use devices such as questions, statements, or give an insight into what they could see if they stay through the whole video. Keep the message focused and on point and don't dilute it with useless information. This doesn't necessarily apply to podcasting, but I found that you need to first make a clear statement, then follow it up with supporting information. If you need a script, which most people need, you can use bullet points, brief outlines, or also trigger words to make sure you're delivering on all the points. Notice that you are using viewers' time and attention, so you need to make the message valuable and deliver insightful insights and also be entertaining. Break down complex information into easy to understand concepts. You can do this by using simple language, provide examples and explain what you mean by using a visually descriptive, by using a visual description to make it more prominent. Be interactive and involve your viewer in what you're saying by either asking a question or making them engage somehow, by either asserting a comment, starting a discussion in your community or comment section, or by using polls and Q and A's. Be enthusiastic and inject energy into things you're saying by highlighting your voice, by heightening your voice, using gestures and facial expressions as well as hand gestures to sound and appear more excited. Reiterate certain points regularly throughout the video to help viewers remember the things that you were saying and hold the information and retain it. Ending with a strong conclusion gives the audience a sense of resonance. You can end by giving them a summary of the key points or conclude with a statement, impactful question or a call to action. This can make an impression that causes them to watch more of your content. So in every form of communication, honestly, every faction of life, confidence is really important. So how can you build confidence in what you're presenting? So if you're having an educated conversation or presenting, you need to know your subject by studying, researching, organizing, and preparing. You also need to structure it and know the facts, examples, and supporting evidence. You also need to practice the presentation by rehearsing it multiple times so you can comprehend it better. You can also practice by visualizing it, presenting in front of someone, or recording and analyzing it. You must also speak with conviction by being confident, assertive, and clear in your articulation of your words. You should also keep a steady pace, and you can emphasize certain words by increasing or lowering your tone to be more engaging. Address the audience by asking questions and giving good answers. It gives you confidence and the audience clarity and reassurance. Address concerns before they are raised. This shows your level of understanding and competence. Embrace mistakes when presenting. This makes you appear more charismatic and self-aware. It also makes you seem more relatable and it's a good chance to assert humor. To be more confident in yourself, use positive self-talk. Replace the thoughts that are doubting your abilities or are negative with positive reinforcing thoughts. 
Remind yourself of how far you've come, what you have achieved and what you're capable of and be proud of that. Focus on your communication strengths and stick to that to contribute more value to the conversation. Repeat positive affirmations to reinforce confidence in yourself. Set realistic expectations. Notice that you are limited and that no one has the answers on how to approach every social situation. Set communication goals and if you mess up, don't be worried about it and just move on. You will make mistakes and so will everyone else. Notice these mistakes as opportunities to grow and be better. Step out of your comfort zone and engage in social situations that push you to be more confident. Gradually expose yourself to new experiences, new people and conversations you otherwise wouldn't have had. Each time you do something like this, you learn something about yourself and others that is valuable experience and grows you as a person and builds your confidence. The more you practice going out and being around new people, the more you build confidence through evidence that you can do something courageous. So it's important to seek and engage in these opportunities for conversation. For instance, if you attend college, expose yourself to new events or at work, attend networking events or present in front of a boardroom. Or if you want to be a public speaker, attend clubs and organizations as well as workshops that let you do that. Every one of these opportunities will teach you something that you can use in the next encounter. So being charismatic is an important thing to know when communicating, but a lot of people think of it as purely in relation to getting a partner or a girlfriend, but it's important to know what it actually means. So what charisma actually means is just presenting yourself well and showing your qualities or values that can inspire and influence others. I also think it works for intrigue. So being more mysterious can make people pay closer attention to you. And it also makes them think and speculate about you, which causes you to be on the top of their mind. I also think that you need to be empathetic and understanding, show your genuine care and concerns of someone's feelings, be supportive and offer advice, but you also need to be more actively listening than you are talking. I also think being genuine and honest is the best way to form a deep connection with someone. Being honest about your strengths and vulnerable about your weaknesses is the best way to be relatable and authentic. I also think sharing your enthusiasm or excitement about something is attractive. People like when you have ambitions or have goals or simply just have something that you're passionate about. It also gives someone something to be supportive about and feel involved with. If you possess all of these qualities, people will be naturally attracted to you. Okay, so now we're going to go over the art of seduction. And this is something that I think is important to cover as one of the most intimate forms of communication that is important for connection and getting closer to someone. So to be more seductive, you must be confident in the way you present yourself. You must also look secure and carry yourself well. You can also present as confident in your body language, tone, and the way you act. You also need to believe in yourself and your abilities and your worth. Another important thing to have is a sense of humor. Telling jokes is a good icebreaker on a first date because it lightens the mood and leaves them open for further conversation. It's important to test their aptitude for humor by asserting test jokes through the conversation to see where they're at and where you can match them. Flirting and teasing can be also seductive because it leaves a more playful environment. It also makes it more exciting and makes them feel more comfortable around you. Giving genuine compliments is good because it makes them feel more appreciated. You can compliment them on the way they look, communicate and carry themselves with confidence. This also leaves a good first impression. Being sensual is something you can do to be more seductive. If you are good with your words and have a good feel for the person, you can find out their level and you find out the level by leaving hints and seeing if they follow it into a sexual conversation. Mindful touch, so like I said, being mindful of people's personal boundaries is super important. I tend to stay away from any sort of touch altogether, but if you know them and what they like and feel comfortable around each other, you can probably hug her, put your arm around her, or hold her hand if appropriate, but you must also be attentive towards her preferences and always ask for consent. If you want to learn how to be better at communicating, you need to seek advice on your speaking skills and learn how to implement them. Find people who give you honest, constructive feedback. You also need to learn to read people and assess their reactions, but it's also important to ask them what they think. So with that said, I would love to hear your feedback. Did you? How did you find the podcast? Was I communicating better? Was I more of an effective speaker? 
Did I deliver and articulate the information well? Please let me know. It's always appreciated and it always helps me to grow and learn and improve. So everything involved with the things I said about becoming a more effective communicator comes down to practice. If you, are, if you aren't practicing, you aren't learning. And if you aren't learning, you can't become an effective communicator. So all the types of communication I talked about earlier involve a different level of practice. If you want to be a public speaker, you need to go to Toastmasters or speak at public events. If you want to be better at debating, you need to go to debating clubs or workshops. If you want to be a better interviewer, ask interesting probing questions to people, attend group sessions and meetings. Also, you can go to therapy, but that's less conventional. But that's also another thing we can talk about later. If you want to be a better presenter, go to stage events or even just speak on a board in or even just speak at a board meeting or take every opportunity to present and raise your ideas. Okay, so that's it for this episode of the Express Podcast. I hope you learned a lot about how to become an effective communicator. If you want to check out some of the previous episodes, you can check out our podcast on Spotify, YouTube, and Rumble. You can also view our content on all other social medias, including TikTok, Instagram, and Snapchat. Thanks again for listening to this episode of Express Podcast, and I will see you in the next one.